The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? No, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Welcome, everybody, to your Wednesday edition of Fantasy Football Today. we got a fun show for you today. We are talking trade, of course. Our favorite buy low and our favorite sell high players. We are ranking players rest of season. Raheem Mostert versus Tony Pollard, for example. And DeAndre Swift versus Josh Jacobs. That kind of stuff. We'll get into that. Uh, The Fantasy Cops are going to be making an appearance at some point today. And Trevor Lawrence and his injured knee are going to New Orleans. We will talk about that game. Plus, I've got some trivia for you as well. It's Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. The whole gang is here. Through six weeks, let's take the temperature of fantasy football here. Through six weeks, the number one quarterback is Josh Allen. The number one running back is Christian McCaffrey. The number one wide receiver is Tyreek Hill. The number one tight end is Travis Kelsey. That's kind of boring. But if I were going to ask you, who's the most valuable player in fantasy? If you're drafting today, who's your number one pick? What's your answer? Who's who's 1-1? I think you got to go with Tyreek. Just on the role that he's on right now, the offense is clicking in Miami. The points are great. I think he's got four games with at least 28 PPR fantasy points. It's really interesting who the NFL MVP is right now because you can make a strong case for probably three Dolphins. <laughs> yeah. It is Mike uh, McDaniel. Mike McDaniel is the NFL MVP. Uh, what would you say? Who's number one, one, one for you, Jamie? I, I would take Tyreek also, yeah. Heath? Tyreek? Yeah, I think, it's, I, think it's, I think it's Tyreek. You know how many yards he's on pace for? What did he say? He wanted to get to 2,000? Uh-huh. 2,200, right? 2,300. Yeah. Wow. 2,306 yards and 17 touchdowns, but only 119 catches, which I think is a little bit disappointing for Tyreek Hill. But anyway, <laughs> uh, well, uh, let's see. Anything else I need to plug today? Oh, we have your fill in the blanks as well. So it should be a good show. Uh, let's get to it. Who's our favorite buy low candidate? Dave Richard. My favorite buy low candidate? It's let's go with Devontae Smith, who's been terrible for the last two weeks. And I just, he's too talented. And this offense is going to have to start putting up some points against some tougher offenses starting this week against Miami. 
And I, what I'm hoping for is that you're in a league with a fantasy manager that sees that Devontae Smith has only scored 11 PPR points in his last two games combined, and you take advantage of that. Give up a, a running back like Jerome Ford or Brian Robinson to get Devontae Smith on your squad. Who's next? Who'd like to go next? I got more if you want them. Um, I would be buying low on Devon Chan if you can. Okay. What do you give up for him? Um, what do you give up for him? I think you well, first off it, it it depends. I think what you're who you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're dealing with somebody that's you know sub five hundred or, or you know right around five hundred, looking for some semblance of of hope. So I think you could probably get away with some number two wide receiver range type of guys. Um, there's a laundry list of players if you want me to go through it. But Is this like the Calvin Ridley range? Is that a name that you had in your mind? Uh, yeah, for sure. Those type of players. I like it. I like it. Is he a top 20 running back? If we were drafting today, is he a top 20 running back? Even with running? the injury, 100%. Yes. Yes. Good. Yeah. Is he a top 12 running back? That would be the Ken Walker, Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery range for HN. On a point-per-game basis, rest of season, yes. But obviously not total points because we just don't know when he's returning. And I think that that HN is the perfect opportunity to to reject your premise entirely, Adam. I think I think this week it's it's less about buy low, sell high. It's more about win now or build for the playoffs. Um, like that buys are so devastating. The injuries are so devastating. There's half the league is sitting at at two and four. Or, three and three or one and five. Like there, there are players that you need to buy to win now. And there are players that you can try to acquire like HN or like I just traded Justin Jefferson for Chris Olave. Um, that guy's got a good record. He's getting Justin Jefferson for the playoffs. I'm getting Chris Olave to try to win now. Okay. Well, thanks for crapping on my entire show, but um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, and I mentioned that, I think it's a great time if you if you like a player that's on buy and you want to buy low on them, you go to the manager that's two and four and has Tony Pollard on a buy or whatever it is, and you make an mm-hmm. offer for that desperate manager to that desperate manager for that player that you want. It's a good time to be aggressive and take advantage of of managers who are desperate right now. Yep. Uh, yeah, so um, injuries, we have updates on you. It might, might not be so bad for the 49ers, thankfully, but yeah, obviously we're dealing with a lot of injuries right now. Heath, did you have a buy low or you just... That was your stance. I think the guy is well. No, I have a, a win now. Okay, and the, the the guy is Alvin Kamara that I would like to go get. That I think, and I, I listen. The age is it's kind of like Raheem Mostert on a, on a different scale. The age is a concern, and you might worry about is he going to be the same guy by the end of the season? And Jamal Williams might be coming back, but I do think that this week against Jacksonville on a short week, he's going to have a monster week, and I think he's a win now player right now. So this is a kind of like a buy high. Are you buying Kamara as a top 12 running back rest of season? As long as he's healthy, yeah. Okay. He's in there on the trade chart. He's top 12. What's the difference between him and Josh Jacobs? You know, neither of them is super efficient right now. I mean, Jacobs is averaging less than three yards per carry, but they get every carry and they get a ton of catches. Are they basically the same guy? I think Kamara is a better version of what you're talking about, but yeah, they're the same guy. I, yeah, I would say the difference is I'm I'm more concerned about a breakdown with Kamara because of age, and I think Kamara the next couple of weeks has more upside. What happens when the Saints get near the goal line? Mm-hmm. And what happens when the Raiders... 
Uh, don't laugh when the Raiders get near the goal line. They both try to score touchdowns. Yes, that is a fact. But who do they use? I think the Raiders are almost all in on Jacobs, whereas the Saints, it could be Jamal Williams, who's practicing, stupid Taysom Hill, who's now playing tight end and continues to ruin things. And yeah, you're right. I don't even know if Alvin Kamara is like top on the list. I, I still lean toward Jacobs. I, they're both top 12, but I, I'd lean toward Jacobs. Okay. I'm pretty skeptical about Jamal Williams making a big impact or being any good. If he steals three touchdowns for the rest of the year from Alvin Kamara, that's enough of an impact. Because I don't know how many touchdowns there will even be for him, for Alvin. How many has he scored so far this year? One. One in three games. One in three games. Uh, But I think, I mean, I think. Did Williams score any? Uh, I don't think so. No. Jamal, he only played one game, didn't he? One or two? Uh, but they've not scored many touchdowns as a team. Right. They're kind of in the same boat as the Raiders. He's played two games. He's 27 carries, no touchdowns. That's Jamal Williams. No, but I think it's fair to say that Josh Jacobs is more likely to score rushing touchdowns than Alvin Kamara, right? Yep. Is Tony Jones their leader in rushing touchdowns? Yes. <laughs> Taysom Hill <laughs> has not zero even on the team t- anymore. Right. Taysom Hill has zero as well. There's, um, the, yeah. How many do they have as a team? Three? Rushing touchdowns? I'm going to guess three. Two yep. for Jones and one for Kamara. Yeah, and they only have five passing. Uh, all right, uh, but, and I think last year they were among the league, the the lowest in the league in like carries inside the five. They barely got there, if I recall. The Saints. All right, let's go to sell. Actually, Dave, just real quick, give me like one or two more. You said you had a lot of buy lows, so just go for it. I'll give you four more receivers. We can talk about any one of these guys: Christian Watson, DJ Moore. Although he's a little bit tougher to buy low on. DK Metcalf, and I wonder if Brandon Ayuk has a buy low window open right now. The only one I would agree with is um, is Metcalf, not Watson. No, I I think Watson. You you're past his buy. You saw what he looked like prior to the buy in a primetime game. Nobody's giving him away for nothing. Well, it doesn't have to be that right? away any of these players that we're talking about for nothing. Right? Do we? It's about getting them cheaper than what they'll be rest of season. I'm I saying okay. I'll rephrase it. I don't think anybody's giving these guys away cheap. I think I think the Watson one's interesting just because I'm uh, I'm almost concerned on the other side. I don't have a great feel for how the targets are going to be distributed between all th- all of these wide receivers and how accurate Jordan Love's going to be distributing them. Right, I was thinking. I want to see this whole team healthy for once. Yeah. I mean, my God, it's been the entire season. They're they're not going to get Bakhtiari back, so that you know take that into account. But I mean, can we get one game with Jones, Watson, Dobbs, Musgrave all healthy and playing? And like at least a, a, an average offensive line to go with them. Uh, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping that Aaron Jones' return changes things for, for Green Bay's offense and, and that they find a way to settle Jordan Love down. I'm sure they don't want to take away all of his aggressiveness, but they've got to get him to like make easy throws and just keep things short and not miss guys as much as he has been. Well, that doesn't really play into Christian Watson necessarily. Yeah, I'm curious. Not necessarily, but yeah. But he's obviously such a big play threat. I mean, he had seven targets for three catches, 91 yards at the at the Raiders. Watson's schedule on paper is terrific. Now, like we thought maybe it would be good for Garrett Wilson going up against the Broncos, but Patrick Sertan was on him. So that could, I don't think Sertan's going to shadow Christian Watson, but it's possible. But it's Denver, Minnesota, the Rams, the Steelers, the Chargers in the next five weeks. Uh, three of those teams are bottom four against wide receivers. Denver mm-hmm. has had its struggles, although I think we should point out when Denver was so, so, so bad, they were also so, so, so injured, and they've gotten significantly healthier with some key players. 
But I mean, the schedule is good for Watson. All right, so how about this? Why don't you rank those receivers? You said Watson, DJ Moore, DK Metcalf, and Brandon Ayuk. How would you rank them, Dave? Rest of season, mm-hmm. Moore and Ayuk will be at the top. I would put Metcalf next and then Watson behind Metcalf. That's interesting. Anybody ha- have a different order there? More Ayuk, Metcalf, Watson? Um, no, I think that's right. I'd probably lean Ayuk over Moore just with the uncertainty of, of Fields' thumb. Um, so Ayuk, Moore, Metcalf, Watson? Moore is, for me, DJ Moore, most one of the most difficult players to evaluate right now. We don't know how long Justin Fields is going to be out. I was skeptical of Justin Fields passing like this. I mean, two straight games, I think, with four touchdowns and took advantage of the Broncos and then the Commanders who can't cover anything. Um, Yeah, so I I thought, you know, like kind of like last week, I kind of made the case by uh, sell high on DJ Moore. But now he has kind of a bad game, 50 yards, 53 yards. Yeah, I don't don't know how to value DJ Moore. And and by the way, he's been, in my opinion, one of the streakiest players in fantasy in his Mm -hmm. career. Go look at his game logs year after year. It's a month of, of, of dominance. And then what's wrong with DJ Moore? And it, that's just kind of his profile. So he would not be first on this list for me because I, I just cannot expect any consistency from him. He'd be Well, third. do you expect consistency? And maybe Brandon Ayuk, you do, you do nail. But Ayuk has certainly been boom bust. DK Metcalf has certainly been boom bust. Christian Watson has one of the most boom bust profiles I've ever seen. <laughs> like there's not, a, there's not a surefire steady starter amongst the group. I'd go I think you, Metcalf, Moore, Watson. I, I think the one thing with Moore is you can count on the target share being high every week. I don't think that's going to change. I don't know if they're going to be good that's targets true. from Tyson Bajant, but Fields will come back eventually, and then you'll see DJ Moore's numbers go back up. Well, let's start selling here. Who's our favorite sell high? Dave, I feel like you're ready. You're ready for this. Could you make the case to sell high on Raheem Mostert? And is now the right time to do it. I know he's playing great, but eventually Devon Achan, who we all agree is a top 20 running back, if we were drafting right now, even with him missing at least the next three weeks, he's going to come back. Jeff Wilson could be back sooner to take a few carries away from Raheem Mostert. I'm not saying that that's a big, dangerous thing. I'm also a little bit unsure about how much the Dolphins will keep running, knowing what they have at wide receiver and the way that Tua has been playing. And, of course, there's the other staples with Raheem Mostert. He's 31 years old. He's got a track record of getting hurt. At some point, he's a screaming sell high. I, if, if you're lean at running back, I, I don't know if selling high on Mostert is a great idea because you want to have guys like that in your lineup. But what could you get for him? What could you turn him into that, uh, that could help your team rest of season knowing that this might be the best Raheem Mostert will ever be? I did a poll yesterday, Mostert versus Tony Pollard, and it was almost dead even an 1,800 votes. That's amazing. I, I think Tony edge. Pollard's value is all over the place right now. I, I'm, I was kind of hoping to come on the show today to get some consensus from us to see if we all agree. Like, do we all agree that he's a top 12 running back rest of season? He's right there. Okay. I, I think I'd have him behind. I think he's right there with Jacobs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, back into the top 12, probably. Like, I think that Mostert Pollard poll, I would take Pollard, but I think it says as much about Pollard as well. Like, his value is certainly falling. He wouldn't go in the first round if we if we were drafting rest of season right now. 
I do think for the Dolphins specifically, you could make a pretty good case um, just looking at who they've played and they've and how they've produced. And then the next, really, uh, the rest of the season, but definitely the next three weeks, Eagles, Patriots, Chiefs, they still have two games left against the Titan or against the Jets. Um, their schedule is not going to be near as easy as it has been. That's true. All right. Uh, anybody, Heath, Jamie, got a sell high throw out here? No, most are as as good as the ones you'll find. <laughs> this is gonna. This is probably terrible. And I just said he's the number one pick, but I do think that if you're in one of those situations where where like your team has fallen apart, um, trying selling Tyree Kill for two or three starters is not the worst idea. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that he's a sell high. That well, just means that you're trying to get back into the race, right? You just and when Sticking you say with starters, my running you're not Adam show, yeah, right. You're not you're not you're not trading Tyreek Hill away for like three kind of decent starters. You're, you want two really good starters for Tyreek Hill for sure at minimum. You have to have, want that, otherwise you're just keeping them. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think any of these guys that are I don't want to say playing over there, like like you know to bring bring back uh, Alvin Kamara, you have his age and his workload. You know, if if you could turn him into you know two players, that's not a bad way to go to. You know, and mm-hmm. I think also you want to look and see some of what the bye weeks are coming up. You know, and how that might impact your roster or somebody else's. Right. You know, so you know when we get to a point where you know you, you look at a team that's teetering five hundred or, or lower, and they have some bye week concerns coming up. You know, you might be able to poach a couple of guys that will help you down the road for something that will help them in the immediate future. Okay, I, I, since we don't have a ton of sell highs, let me throw out one more buy low. I feel like you all will agree. T. Higgins. I've got some more sell highs. T. Higgins. Buy sure. low T. Higgins. Yeah. yeah. Sure. He only anybody who's snaps. been injured and struck, like Aaron Jones is a great buy low candidate. You know, just with what yeah. he could still become. All right, Dave. Give me do the same thing you did with those wide receivers. Sell high. All right, four more names. They're all pass catchers. Although. Two of these are sell whatevers, not sell highs. The sell whatevers are Tyler Lockett and DeAndre Hopkins. The sell highs are Kyle Pitts and let's have the conversation again about Adam Thielen and whether or not now you can get a little bit more than what you might have been able to get maybe two weeks ago for him. Who do you want to start with from that group? Uh, Thielen. Thielen is yeah. a wide receiver. Let me just see here. It, it, he's uh, like five. top five he's or something fifth. like that. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah, I don't. I d- does anybody here think he should be valued as a top twelve wide receiver? Would you draft him as a top twelve receiver right now? No. Isn't that something, Heath? Do you agree, or would you take him top twelve? No, I was trying to think. Like, if you expanded it to fifteen, I might be there. If you expanded it to eighteen, I'm definitely there. So, I think he's in that twelve to eighteen range. Yeah, I I think he's toward the bottom of that range, and it's it's just a crazy. Dichotomy: The people who have Adam Thielen won't want to let him go unless they're getting like a top 12 return. And the people that are trading for Adam Thielen, they're not going to believe that he can keep this up and they're not going to want to pay top 20 Thielen, in exchange for him. Where does Thielen rank in that IU, DJ Moore, DK Metcalf, Christian Watson group? I've got him in the middle. I've got Ayuk and Moore. Moore Ayuk, I guess, because I have more ranked ahead of him on the trade chart. Those two are ahead of him. I've got Higgins ahead of him by... They're, I'd they're rather have Thielen than Higgins. I'd yeah, rather Okay. Well, they're they're tied for me. So I, I'm and I think I'd take Thielen over DJ Moore too. Interesting. Depending on Justin Fields' injury, I would agree. 
But yeah, we don't know his injury. That's kind of, right. that's the dilemma. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it'll be a good sign if he's not placed on IR. That might just mean that he misses a game or two. All right. Would you sell, uh, would you rather have Thielen or Puka Nakua? I think you could get more in trade for Nakua right now. Yeah, Puka. I, I, I am completely and entirely ignoring last week's game for Puka. He still had a, a big char- target share. It was just yeah. 24 pass attempts for Stafford. That won't happen often. Right, exactly. Okay, uh, let's uh, talk about the CBS Sports app, people. The best way to follow sports it is a really terrific app. You get your, your breaking news there. You can watch live sports on the app. It's completely free. Uh, you get, uh, you know, all the games that you're most interested in. You get the lightning fast live scoring and track your favorite teams or just individual games that you like. So get that CBS Sports app. The easiest way to keep your finger on the pulse of every game that matters. I promise you're not going to regret it. What's the harm here? You download it. It's free. You're going to like it. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll keep you updated on the injuries. we got some fill in the blank. We'll take a look at Thursday night and much more on Fantasy Football Today. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The 49ers are at the Vikings on Monday night, and they might have everyone. They might have Trent Williams, Debo Samuel, and Christian McCaffrey. Uh, If you still have waivers running tonight, guys, who's the number one running back priority? Mitchell, if he's there. Yeah, Mitchell for sure. Okay. Might be Zach Evans. Yeah. Could be Daryl Henderson. I mean, that's just how all over the map the situations are with these teams, but... Just the potential of getting the 49ers starting running back is the most alluring thing available to you. Yeah, okay. Um, Jamal Williams was designated to return from IR, so he could come off the IR any in the next anytime the next three weeks. Trevor Lawrence says he, he feels good. His backup quarterback, C.J. Beathard, said Lawrence is probably going to play. You guys are ranking him. We'll talk about that game soon. Zay Jones mispracticed. Looks like he's not going to play Thursday night at the Saints. The Eagles signed Julio Jones. Anyone care? No. Julio's family. Yeah, all right. Uh, Colts defensive tackle Grover Stewart is suspended six games. That is a big loss. And it's good news for the Browns running backs this week. Grover Stewart, a run stuffer for the Colts. All right, so talking about the Rams here, you you heard uh, Daryl Henderson He's on the practice squad. The Rams elevated Royce Freeman from the practice squad. They signed Henderson, who's been there before. They signed Miles Gaskin. Are you guys still going to rank Zach Evans, though, as if he's the starter and, you know, getting the lion's share of the work? The the Gaskin signing is interesting because of where he just was with Kevin O'Connell in Minnesota. You know, so there's some familiarity with the the system there. 
Um, but I, I think you look at it, there's a reason why Gaskin was not a part of Minnesota's game plan. There's a reason why Daryl Henderson was on the street. There's a reason why Royce Freeman's been on the practice squad. So what does that say? Now, McVeigh threw us a huge curveball this season by just saying, you know what, K-Makers, bye. We're going with Kyron Williams <laughs> yeah, and Ronnie Rivers. Gotta go back. So keep that in mind. You know, so and and again, I'll go back to that 2018 game that I referenced yesterday of CJ Anderson coming in when he was signed off the street when Todd Gurley went down and just plugging him in and he was the guy there as well. So it's probably a situation you want to avoid if you can. But because there's six teams on a bye, because of the injuries that we're looking at, it's hard to avoid yep. the potential starting running back for the Rams. And I know the Steelers run defense statistically doesn't look the same. And they're obviously not the same without Cam Hayward there. But it's still the Steelers run defense coming off a bye with fresh legs. And so it could just be ugly all the way around. I'm going to guess we're going to see probably 45 to 50 pass attempts from Matthew Stafford. And that's the way the offense runs. And somebody maybe falls into the end zone. The way you just have to approach it, I think, at this point is close your eyes. Hope Zach Evans is the guy if you picked him up. Don't go crazy with your fab if you're still running waivers on Wednesday. And that's just kind of the approach for me at least. But, okay, but very important. If you still have to make your waiver claims, don't close your eyes at that point. You need to make sure you're clicking on the right name. You close your eyes after. You, you don't want to add Chris Evans instead of Zach Evans? <laughs> exactly. Bob Evans. Uh, all right. So, well, well said. And, and I don't think really, Jamie, that you should – you should you should not eliminate the opportunity to go with a, a start of the week, the same guy for back to back weeks. If you think Matthew Stafford's going to throw fifty passes, then double dip, man. Like there's no rule against it. All right, yeah, just, sure. just a suggestion. Uh, Philadelphia cornerback Bradley Roby is week to week, and that's one team where we really have to check the injuries here. I mean, not that it's going to matter for your Dolphins, but just to have expectations for that game. Is Jalen Carter going to be back? Is Darius Slay going to be back? That's a Sunday night game against the Dolphins. Practice reports come out today. And Patriots cornerback Jack Jones has been on IR. He could come off IR soon. They get the Bills this week. All yeah, right, another cornerback coming off IR, too. Who? Jalen Ramsey. Mm. He's coming off IR soon? Expected to practice today. Wow. Excellent. Zang. All right, let's <laughs> fill in the blank. <laughs> Uh, from Rob Thomas, from our guy Rob Thomas, our Facebook moderator. Show him some love. Join our Facebook group. Rob Thomas is the man. He's even better than that other Rob Thomas, that guy you know from that band. But Rob says, blank is outperforming blank, and I can't believe it. Adam, well, this is one. Yeah, right. Performing every receiver in the NFL. <laughs> Raheem Mostert is outperforming pretty much every running back in the NFL. Just like we thought. It's going to be a year for the old guys. Yeah, right. Let's hear it for the old guys. Yeah. Kelsey um, at 33. Thielen at 31. Mostert at 31. Yeah. There's got to be one for the quarterbacks, too. I would say Cousins. Sam Laporta is outperforming TJ yeah, Hawkinson, I think. Well, I think. Jerry Goff is outperforming Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Uh, Sam Laporte is barely outperforming Hawkinson. What do you got, Heath? Um, Probably Raheem Mostert is outperforming all the running backs, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, From Hipster Doofus, blank is the biggest playoff sleeper you should trade for. Hmm. Let's go to the in-season projected strength of schedule. Interesting. Interesting. Saints do have a top 10 projected schedule for weeks 15 through 17. 
Do you think Jerome Ford stays as the lead guy for Cleveland as long as he's healthy? Yeah. He's top five projected strength of schedule for weeks 15 through 17. Do you think Ramondre stays the guy for New England? I think that's an easy one to buy into. They've yeah, got an even be better projected schedule. You're, you're, tra- you're trying to find somebody that somebody could pick up and, and stash. Uh, is that what we're trying to do? Or are we know. trying to buy low on somebody? That's what I thought. I interpreted it as buy low. Who's got a good playoff schedule? Because obviously Kendry Miller, if Kamara doesn't get hurt, you're not doing anything there. But I, I, yeah, I think it's I mean, like if, we're, got- if we're trying to find somebody on the waiver wire, it's Jarek McKinnon. Yeah. <laughs> good call. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Dave, so, by the way, Dave has a uh, a rest-of-season strength-of-schedule feature that you can find on Sportsline. Another reason why you should subscribe to Sportsline. Who wants to give out a promo code? Heath. Me. <laughs> okay, Go promo ahead. code Heath or promo code me. No, just kidding. What's I your, wish that was promo code me. What's your promo code? No, no it's easier to spell. Your promo code's Richard. Ty right? J. Spears. Oh, there you go. That's the playoff sleeper. He's rostered in a bunch of leagues too. But it doesn't matter. It, it, I think we've okay. I, this question sucks. It, it threw us into a tizzy, and I hate you, hipster doofus. Uh, Promo code Richard. Wow, or for the first month at sports. No, it's not hipster doofus's fault. It's everyone else's fault. This is from Scott. Rest of season, Aaron Jones will be a blank running back in PPR. If it's just healthy, I'll take it. Um, Fifteen. He's fourteenth on the trade chart. Yeah, top 15. Tony Pollard or Aaron Jones? Pollard. TP. Yeah. Uh, Cooper says, Kirk Cousins will be a top blank quarterback rest of season. 15. 12. 12. Riley says, Josh Jacobs versus Brees Hall versus Kamara. Rank them rest of season. No blank there, but that's fine. Jacobs, Brees Hall, Kamara. Paul Jacobs Camaro. That's how I have it. Yeah. Alfredo says Kyle Pitts is tight end blank rest of season. Seven. Twelve. I've got him sixth on the trade chart. It feels foolish. Derage says blank is overrated. Caps overrated. Might be Pitts. Man, this is tough. The players overrated? From a fantasy standpoint, I think. I might say Moster just because of how he's performing. Like it's the system plus the schedule. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Could could we make the case for Lamar Jackson? Who's we not can. had a lot of great games. Now if we're if we're talking about just the 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 name, so you know, game over name or name over game, uh Bijan might be a little overrated. Like we keep starting him and expecting these monster performances and Arthur Smith doesn't understand to use his best players all the time. We've seen that now for two years. Yeah. Bijan, it's kind of easy to forget, I think, because he's coming off two kind of disappointing games. Bijan's had three games, I think, with 18 or more points. Mm-hmm. I believe he's RB 13 per game. I'll check right. Yes, he is. But imagine how much better he could be. Oh, I know. <laughs> like it's, it's Did so you know that he leads all running backs in receptions? Isn't that surprising? Ooh. I mean, that, that is surprising. Not gonna. I mean, Kamara and, and Eckler, you figure, are gonna be ahead of him, but he's got 26 catches, and Jacobs is 25. His second. 
better than McCaffrey, and you can't stay health there. Yeah, same amount of games, although McCaffrey left one in early. McCaffrey's got 23. They're right there. <laughs> Kamara has 23 in three games. Okay, um, I think I think the answer last week was probably Russell Wilson. I think there was a lot of stuff that, you know, Wilson was performing pretty well, but I, it felt a little fluky to me and came crazy. Yeah, I was going to say... I was going to say Jordan Love. I think that matchup between those two is pretty interesting this week. Yeah. This one's from Matthew. The Giants blank. Stink, suck, awful. Vomit. Should have, should have tanked last year, like I said. Yeah. Oh, I think the answer, the Giants blank uh, are about to win five of their next six games and go six and six into their bye and are going to be playoff contenders because their schedule bets get much easier. Uh, Michael Walker. Wow. Michael Walker, Joe Mixon will be a blank running back rest of season. Reluctant start. Maybe. Yeah, in that range. Top 20. I'm going to go Maybe with he scores a touchdown soon. Joe Mixon will be a running back rest of season. Boys in blue, the best dark horse running back that nobody is talking about that will be top 20 rest of season is blank. Jaleel McLaughlin. Jaleel McLaughlin. Uh, nobody's talking about? <laughs> um, Keyshawn Vaughn. Wow. Um, nobody's talking about. Nobody's talking I'd about say Sean about. Tucker on the same team. I don't know if any of these guys are. I think Vaughn, Vaughn yeah, passed Vaughn Tucker. Is... Yeah, I, I wonder if he he's not fast enough to pass Tucker. He might fall back behind him eventually. Um, Leonard Fournette. Oh, okay. Okay. That's interesting. <sighs> All right, guys. And as well, Jarek McKinnon, I think, would be a candidate for that. Uh, you know, if he does his typical thing. Okay, let's uh let's go to Dave. Uh tomorrow is what day? Thursday. And that means there's Thursday night football. Cue the music. Nah, 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 nah. 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 <laughs> and Dave's in an office where people are staring at him probably right now. There's uh, no one within 20 feet of me. There's no one in the office. Jacksonville's at New Orleans. Stat of the game. There's a reason why I got an office. No one's here. Uh, the Jaguars. They are struggling against you know, good receivers, especially outside receivers. Michael Pittman twice. Tank Dell. Stephon Diggs. Gabe Davis. All of them. 97 or more yards against the Jaguars. They've allowed the fourth most completions of 20-plus air yards Everything's setting up nicely for a big Olave game, right? I mean, we've gotten a, I've gotten a lot of Olave questions lately. Should we just say you probably shouldn't have Olave questions this week? Must start guy. You should. And another wrinkle to it is that Tyson Campbell, who's one of the top corners for Jacksonville, not expected to play. His replacement has allowed a seventy-five percent catch rate over the course of his career. Hasn't even played a hundred coverage snaps. So I, I, I think you just roll with Olave. Good start this week. Okay. Top 10. Let's start with the Saints then, guys. Kamara must start, right? Easy. Yep. Olave must start. Any yep. other, any others, not must starts, but guys you want to start on the Saints, Jamie? Uh, I want to play Rashid Shaheed in DFS for exactly everything you just laid out. Um, Michael Thomas is what he is. You know, he's a low-end number three receiver in PPR. You know, you're, you're getting a floor and a ceiling that is basically the same. <laughs> um, yep. So don't have a lot of high expectations, but you, you just know what you're getting. So um, yeah, that's it. I think there, there's, there's two must starts. And then Derek Carr is, is very intriguing because he's not great, but 
uh, the matchup is is favorable, and he is coming off two games where if he had gotten that second touchdown, you'd be happy with the, the performances. He's averaging 18.5 fantasy points over that span. Um, I hope the play calling, if the game is close at the end of the game, is a little bit better in his favor because uh, that was awful. I'm sure he had a big hand in that. But um, in any event, I, I think based on the, the quarterback landscape, I, I'm, I'm very close to ranking Carr ahead of Lawrence this week. Yeah. I get that. I've got Lawrence one spot ahead of Carr. Same. Here's here's what holds me back from from flipping it. His offensive line has two significant injuries at tackle. Uh, they're going with Trevor Penning, who was just benched at left tackle. Now he's back at left tackle, and they're flip flopping guys all over the line to try and just get a decent front five. Not that the Jaguars' pass rush is is dominant by any stretch. They have been playing a little bit better the last couple of weeks. Trayvon Walker specifically. Um, but I, I just I worry about how he does. He throws a ton of deep balls. They're almost like half of them are overthrown, like no <laughs> shot at being caught. And so I'm I'm nervous to trust him, especially since d- does he have a game this year with 20 fantasy points? No. I don't think he does. No, Hard no, no. So it, it's tough to trust him. But given what you said, six teams on by and Justin Fields is hurt and some other quarterbacks you just can't trust. Uh, I'm, I'm finding myself kind of interested in Derek Carr. Uh, we have some car questions from the chat. Car or love from David? Please say love, he says. Love. 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 I do love. say love. Car or Gino from Anthony? Car. Gino. Gino. Taysom Hill or Logan Thomas? Thomas. Thomas, Thomas is safer, although I, I think one of the reasons why Hill got so much work last week was because they were playing a heavy zone coverage defense, and they're going to see that again this week. So there's an outside chance that we see another – nine-point PPR game from Taysom Hill. I just don't want to trust it if I don't have to. Howell or Carr? Hell, Howell. Howell. Oh, Thielen for Zach Moss. This is not related, but do not make that trade. Do not give up Thielen for Zach Moss. Right. Um, okay, Heath, what about... what? Uh, okay, t- let, let me... I know you're starting Logan Thomas over Taysom Hill, but what about, like, um, Cole Komet or yes. Johnu Smith... Over yes, not interested. So you're not interested in Taysom Hill, maybe in a non PPR league, but not really. No. All right, we want to see it. We want to see another performance like that from Hill, where he's actually. I don't really. Receiver. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go to the Jaguars here, and ETN is the easy call. Is there another easy? I guess you're starting Ingram, who has zero red zone targets this year. By the way, that's fun. Which means this is the week he gets one. Definitely, definitely start. He got seven targets in five straight games. He must yeah, start. yeah, yeah. No, no, no you're starting. You're starting Evan Ingram. Uh, I like Kirk better than Ridley. I think the matchup is much better for Kirk on the inside yeah. than it is for Ridley on the outside. Everyone looks at Marshawn Lattimore's like this amazing shutdown corner. He's not really following anybody. Adebo's on the other side. I think I'm saying his last name. It might, it might yeah. be Adebo. No, it's Paulson sure. Adebo. Okay, he's been playing great too. So they've got two outside corners. And they man up a lot. We talked earlier this year about how Calvin Ridley does against man coverage. I'm I, I'm skeptical that Ridley can have a great game here. Tack on the fact that the Jaguars have their own offensive line issues and Trevor's got the knee. Uh, I, I think he throws a lot shorter this week, and I think that benefits both Ingram and Christian Kirk. If he throws shorter, does that mean he's like on his knees throwing or he's just throwing short passes? <laughs> he takes some sort of weird pill before the game, and he's three foot two. He's shorter. <laughs> I mean, look, I think you've already seen Calvin Ridley struggle against good cornerbacks this year. Legereus Sneed and A.J. Terrell, for example, completely dominated him. 
He's usually getting about seven, eight targets. He's not even getting 10 targets. I kind of hate Calvin Ridley. I mean, I think I, I have Ooh. enough. I think I have him in two leagues. Well, 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 hold on hold on a second. Just leave the leave the graphic up here. They're going to score a lot of touchdowns. Go back. Yeah, uh, you, you shaved him from getting rid of the... What did have, Schaefer had a bad graphic? Let's see it. Come on, uh, Schaefer. Come on, Schaefer. Bring it up. Bring it up. <laughs> really scoring 89 touchdowns. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm changing my rankings. These two are going to be number one. I just want to know who the other 17 receivers are. If these guys are scoring this many touchdowns. <laughs> these are the projections for Ridley and Kirk. The, Ridley's projected for 13 catches for 100 yards, and Kirk 11 no. catches for 98 yards. I don't believe so. It's a big week. I think, for I think we should come on. And eighty take it touchdowns. Easy, take it easy on Schaefer. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Yeah. That, I, those. All right. So, but but like, who are we starting over Calvin Ridley? Am I going to start Josh Downs over Calvin Ridley? No. No. no but this is. Um, I'm trying to think like some guys that are questionable like that or in that range. Uh, <laughs> DJ I would, Moore. I would start McLaurin over Ridley this week. I'm not there yet. But I get it. Um, DJ Moore, I've got ahead of him. Amari Cooper, I have ahead of him. Even with their quarterback issues. How about Christian he, Watson? He, he, you, you, you sort of took a, a, a mini victory lap. You should be taking a victory lap about Kirk over Ridley. He's been significantly better. Yeah, it's it still feels a little... I mean, I am still think it's going to be a back and forth every other week kind of thing with the way it's been. But yeah, it's just... Um, I'm glad that Christian Kirk, the week one thing, wasn't real. Because that was a that right. was a scary moment. I had way too many Christian Kirk teams, but uh, I I would expect I've got them back to back. I think I have Kirk one spot higher. They're both low end number twos for me this week. Would you start Christian Watson over the Jaguars receivers? No, no. Okay. Would you start uh, Marquise Brown? Mm. No. I I have it right now. Kirk Ridley Brown back to back to back. Oh. How about, okay, Brown, Marquise Brown facing Seattle. How about Metcalf and Lockett versus the Jaguars, guys? Metcalf over both. Yep. And I have Lockett slightly behind just because I, I always fear Tyler Lockett having these four for 60 games. I do think it's, um, I'm hopeful. Like we were hopeful for the JSN after the bye bump. I'm hopeful getting the, the tackle ready or having, having one tackle back last week kind of got Tyler Lockett back where he needs to be. Okay, so the uh, if you want the diagnosis, like last week I kind of did a statistical diagnosis of what's wrong with Geno Smith, and it was three things. Geno Smith wasn't throwing the ball deep, uh, wasn't connecting on deep balls. Uh, the the uh, What team is he on? The Seahawks were running for a lot of touchdowns, especially near the goal line, and he was running, Geno Smith was running a lot less. So what's wrong with Trevor Lawrence? The statistical breakdown of what's going on with Trevor Lawrence. One, he also is not throwing the ball downfield much. Uh, the Jaguars receivers collectively, they're 25th in, in 10, 27th in ADOT, air yards per pass attempt, but also not getting any yak. They're 25th in yak. So that's a terrible combination. And then there's this one thing that's kind of weird. Trevor Lawrence is 8th or 10th in pass attempts. I think he's 10th in pass attempts, 8th in, no, he's 8th in pass attempts, 10th in yards or something like that. He is 27th in red zone pass attempts and 27th in green zone pass attempts. So either they're just not getting there or they're running the ball a ton. But it's a Both. it's a bad combination for Lawrence, not throwing downfield, not getting anything after the catch, and not throwing the ball near the end zone. 
And there's a third factor as well. Fourth I, last, factor. Coming into last week, fourth maybe, fifth, he was completing 40% of his passes in the red zone. Well, also, uh, he also yes, struggled on third downs, and there were also <laughs> a bunch of drop touchdowns. He's never that, – that's kind of the last part of his game, and we, we've talked about it before with rookie quarterbacks struggling there and we're viewing last year as his rookie year because Urban Meyer year doesn't count. But that's that's kind of the thing that hasn't clicked yet is he hasn't ever really had success in the red zone. So give me some guys you're starting over Trevor Lawrence this week. Sam Howell, Jordan Love. Uh, I have Geno higher. Yeah. Derek Goff. I don't trust yeah. Geno. Stafford. Stafford, yeah. Yeah, but we got Lawrence who's who's struggling per game. He's QB 17, has a knee injury on a short week at New Orleans. <laughs> it's a lot of bad things here. For he's, not, he's not top 15 for me. All right. All right. Uh, do you like a DST in this game? Saints. Saints. Okay. Dave, I think that's it for Thursday Night Football. No, 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 no. Ding. Let's, oh, interesting. All right, let's take a, one last break here. When we come back, rest of season rankings and the Fantasy Cops. Fantasy Cops. Yay. All right, we'll be right back on Fantasy Football today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Rest of season rankings for you on a Wednesday. Rank them. Raheem Mostert, Tony Pollard, or Josh Jacobs. Rank them. It is Pollard, Jacobs, Mostert, rest of season. I've got it. Jacobs, Pollard, Mostert. Um, Jacobs, Pollard, Mostert. Okay. Note, all three of them have Mostert last You've got this, though, three more games before A-Chan is back. And even if Jeff Wilson comes back, I mean, oh, God, it could just be glorious for Raheem Mostert. Uh, There's only one really good matchup, though. Does it matter, though? We're going to find out. Yeah, we are going to find out. I think the evidence points towards yes. That it matters? Toward their off. Like, they've they've averaged, like, 50 points a game against bad teams and 22 against good teams. Who are the good, good teams? Defenses. The Buffalo, Buffalo. Who else? They scored twenty against Buffalo and twenty four against the Patriots. It, like Raheem Mostert had a good game that day, but yeah. it's it's also like he could still score, right? Because I don't think anybody is completely shutting this team down. He yeah. can still score and have fifty total yards, and that's still a very good day. It's just not where he's been. All right, rank these three players: DeAndre Swift, Travis Etienne, Brees Hall. Rest of season. I've got all, ETN, all ETN Swift. 
I've got ETN and Hall very close Swift behind them. Swift definitely third. I, I go back and forth between Hall and ETN. Uh, Swift, by the way, since week two, because week one he had three carries or something, one carry for three yards, whatever it was. Uh, he has the sixth most carries, the fourth most targets, and the fourth most catches among running backs. And he did just have eight catches and 10 targets in his last game. He has 20 targets in his last three games. But his role is, is uh, DeAndre Swift's role right now is that of a, you know, pretty pretty elite running back. He basically gets all their carries. He gets catches. You He will split at the goal line. That's But so will ETN, I think. Hall probably well, not. I mean, they had 22 rush attempts last week, and he had 10 of them. 22. They're not running back carries, though. Right, but that's that. That's still in that offense. That that that's what counts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has hurts to deal with. That's for sure. But he's he, basically Miles Sanders with juice. Better. Yeah, I I think it'll be really interesting if that offensive line has some injuries and has some problems because DeAndre yeah, right Swift. Yeah. He DeAndre Swift is the guy you want to give the ball to if there's a hole that's three yards wide. When the line's mu- muddy. He doesn't know what to do. Oh, be nice. Come on. Be, be, be nice to DeAndre Swift. No, I think that I, I think that's true. That's that's why the whole Jamal Williams thing happened. Oh. I think I think Dan Campbell just looks for things in running backs that other teams Grit. don't. Yes. He wants a plotter. He wants a kneecap biter. He I, wants a plotter. I, I think he wants go back and I, and I said this before, but go 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 search for Austin Eckler talking about the difference between David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. No, I get it. But I think I just think he values physicality and yeah. that kind of back. Right. Power and strength. Yeah. I okay. it, it's working. He's doing a great job. Right. I don't but I don't think it's just it's not just that. It's when there's not really a hole, who's the guy that can that can find a crevice? Um, well, I think I look. Lane Johnson's hurt. They're right tackle, but I think there's still going to be plenty of holes for DeAndre Swift. Uh, Devontae Adams, Ceedee Lamb, Jalen Waddle is our next trio here. Devontae Adams, Ceedee Lamb, Jalen Waddle, rank them. Uh, in that order, Adams, Lamb, Waddle. But I'm so worried about the shoulder injury for Adams. I mean, like you've seen what he's looked like since he's gone down. It's been pretty ugly. Adams, Lamb, Waddle. We have the same order. How do we know it, the injury can't be so bad that it, you know, he's playing. So I, I don't know how bad it is, but between that and the fact that there's no Garoppolo for at least this week, it does make me nervous, even if, though it's against Chicago to count on Devonta Adams as like a top five type of fantasy wide receiver. But once he's healthy and once Garoppolo's back and it, it sounds like everything's going to be okay with Garoppolo, which is great. Uh, I, I think he goes right back to being in that top five to ten range for sure. There are some concerns, I think, for CeeDee Lamb. And it was something Troy Aikman said, and you guys, I don't know, was there a Manning cast on Monday? Or did you watch There wasn't. It? Oh, okay. Something Troy Aikman said really stood out to me, especially when he talks about the Cowboys. Uh, CeeDee Lamb caught a pass, and Lamb's coming off a great game, seven catches for 117 yards. But Aikman was saying, you know, it was like Dak Prescott was scrambling, rolling, throwing, finding Lamb downfield. Nice play. But he said, where are these timing plays that that the Cowboys offense is supposed to have? These pass plays where Dak just gets the ball, drops back, and in a second or so he just throws, you know, to the to, to the on a timing play. Uh not something that's sort of off script. So really it was interesting to hear that because I feel like there are some issues with the Cowboys offense. It's not a well-oiled machine right now. And meanwhile, CeeDee Lamb, his target share. 
His target per route run rate, it is way down. And it is not what you expect from an alpha wide receiver. Is That like, that could easily change. We're only six games into the season. But um, I thought even though it was a good game for Lamb, he, he did get those yards in kind of a way that it wasn't like he was like the first read in the flow of the offense. It was sort of uh, improv, I think. And I don't know if that stood out to you guys at all, but I do think there's some underlying things that are concerning for CeeDee Lamb so far. I mean, if you go back to, you know, McCarthy's offenses in Green Bay, it was a lot of Aaron Rodgers standing there waiting for guys to to do something because he was so great and moving in the pocket and, you know, just, but there wasn't a lot of creativity. I mean, we said it for years, like, where's, you know, the, where's, where's the pick place? Where's, where's the, you know, motion to start the, you know, line of scrimmage. It's just, it's, it, it's, I think more just what McCarthy's systems are, you know, he puts a lot on his quarterbacks to make plays and it works when you have a hall of famer. It doesn't work so much when you have a guy that's just good. Yeah. And so, you know, yeah, you, you got it. That's a good fair point by you, mostly by Aikman, but yeah, by you. No, no, it's, it's Aikman. <laughs> it's Aikman. Uh, all right. Last one here. Puka Nakua, Devante Smith, Mike Evans, Puka Nakua, Devante Smith, Mike Evans, rank them. You just did. Really? You did. Okay. Puka over Smith and Evans. And how about you, Heath? I think I'll go Puka, Evans, Smith. I'll go Puka, Evans, Smith, too. All right. Mike Evans, one game with more than 66 yards. And that was the game he cheated. Remember, he pushed off? Yeah, yeah. But no, he would have had 100 yards anyway. Uh, okay. and uh, But he does have 8 to 10 targets in, in all of his healthy games. I have some trivia for you. This It's not very good trivia. There's no, And you're not going to get it. Like, there's no way you're going to get any of it. So I'm not even going to ask it. I'll just tell you. There are four Ooh, running... Give us the trivia. All right, fine. Four running backs have 100% of their team's carries inside the five-yard line. Name them. Jacobs. No. Latavius Murray. No. Kyron Williams. No. See, I told you. It's such bad trivia. Joe Mick- David Montgomery. No, no. Joe Mixon... Miles Sanders, Derek Henry, and Saquon Barkley. Do those teams have like a combined six visits inside the five-yard line? <laughs> Barkley only has like two carries. Uh, there's also one more. Nick Bauden actually has one carry for the Jets. He has their only carry inside the five. Uh, this one actually is pretty fantasy interesting, I think, even though you won't get it. But two players have more than 50% of their team's targets inside the 10-yard line. Two players have more than 50% of their team's targets inside the 10-yard line. One of them has 62.5% of his team's targets inside the 10. Name them. They are on... Cortland Sutton. No, they are on an AFC East and NFC North team. And they're not just receivers. They're pass catchers. One's a tight end, one's a receiver, and neither of them are must-starts. They're probable starts. But not Cole Komet. Nice. Cole Komet. AFC East and, and Cole Komet. So oh. who's AFC East receiver? A, a wide receiver in the AFC East. He has 62.5% Rock of his team's chosen. <laughs> Stephon Diggs. No, not oh, a must you said guy. Never mind. Um, Oh, I have a crazy guess. I, I, this can't. Dalton right. Kincaid. No, you said that. No, you said this. it's a maybe start, so I can't hey, guess. Who play, the, play the Adam you were right. Play the Adam you were right. Okay. It, I need it is terrible trivia. <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. Adam, you were right. It's so bad. It's Garrett Wilson. 
Garrett Wilson is getting basically two-thirds of his team's targets is at a 10-yard line. I did think that was pretty fantasy relevant. Pretty yeah. interesting. And Cole Komet getting 50-something percent as well. All right, Heath. Well, I was wrong. I was right about the trivia being bad, but hopefully I'm going to be right about this next segment. The Fantasy Cops is going to be awesome. We are here to settle your league disputes. Can't wait. Okay. Fantasy Cops number one. This is from Nick. After week five in one of our leagues, I noticed a trade for Josh Jacobs for Zach Charbonnet, which I questioned the commissioner on because it seems so lopsided. He was also one of the teams involved in the trade. He said, I missed the fact that there were future draft picks involved in the trade. This is something we've never done before. And being a redraft league, I questioned the rule change to allow trading of draft picks draft picks for future years since each year is a clean slate. Draft what? <laughs> My biggest issue was the fact that he didn't even announce this change to the league. And he said he just assumed <laughs> we would see it in the league summary. His trade partner didn't even realize they were trading away their first round draft pick next year in the deal. So I questioned the fairness of the trade and asked if it should be potentially reversed. So okay. wait, wait, wait. The, the trade was Charbonnet for Jacobs, and he threw in some picks to get Jacobs. And the guy apparently didn't even realize that picks were involved. So this gets even fishier. But wait, there's more. Heath's going to really like the end of this. The commissioner didn't like being questioned and refused to make any changes. He offered to give me my money back. While I didn't agree with the rule change and how he handled it, I told him I'd prefer to keep playing out the year. He thought otherwise, and he Venmoed me back my league buy-in and locked my team, and he kicked me out of the league. <laughs> I didn't collude or cheat. I disagreed with him. I'd love to hear your thoughts on what transpired. Wow. People are sensitive in right? their fantasy leagues, huh? I mean, you should message the other 10 people in the league, or nine people, or eight people, whatever it is, um, depending on the size of your league, and start a new league and get rid of that commissioner. What a jerk. Uh, you should send him a thank you note because he did you a favor. That's crazy, man. He sucks. Very sensitive. And you are totally in the right. And he's under arrest. So far, the worst commissioner of the, of, of the day. Yeah. Yeah. From, oh God, from Michael, the commissioner in our league, who is also the number one team is a, proposing a trade with the worst ranked team in the league. Whose manager has not been setting lineups and has a terrible roster. The commissioner wants to trade Pittman and Zach Moss for Keenan Allen and $20 in fab. Is that veto-worthy? No. No. Not even close. Yeah. Yeah, no. Okay. I understand it's bad, but it's not. So bad. the manager isn't setting his lineup. He's not playing, and now he's going to make a trade? Well, that's or a good is, point. That's a little, isn't that a little is insulting? There, is the commissioner like kind of pulling the strings from both sides? I'd, like be a little bothered. Wonder. I'd be a little bothered by it, Dave, if a guy were, yeah, were not. I'm bothered by it. Oh, you can be bothered all. by it all you want. I'm not saying it's not worthy of being bothered by. I just I just need to make sure that the the deadbeat manager is willingly making this move. Yeah. Okay. And isn't fair. like, oh, I don't care. Go ahead. Do whatever you want. Last one, maybe. From Rachel in Frederick, Maryland. Uh, he, she says, I have a fantasy cops question. She says fantasy police. Very formal. Fantasy police question for my boyfriend. He's the commissioner of his league. He had a trade that a friend had accepted that they tried to get through on Saturday before the Sunday games. The trades were locked because of the Thursday game. The trade was Waddle and Pacheco for Fields and Madison. 
So I guess this was complicated by the fact that Pacheco played mm-hmm. on Thursday, right? So yeah, Waddle most and Pacheco. leagues won't let you trade guys who have already played. Yeah, Waddle and Pacheco for Fields and Madison. Considering the trade was blocked, his friend started Fields, and my boyfriend then vetoed the trade. But now that the games are over, the new trade is Pacheco and Waddle for Madison and Godwin instead of Madison and Fields. One league member is pretty pissed off and thinks the trade should have gone through and the veto is wrong. My boyfriend said that if he weren't the commissioner, he would have asked the petitioner to veto because the other person started Fields. What say you? Was he wrong to veto the trade? I think it's iffy because he is the commissioner and he's involved in the trade, but I also think no harm, no foul because the other person is still getting the same players in the trade. The other person's getting Waddle and Pacheco. All right, so let's recap here. Waddle and Pacheco for Fields and Madison. You had to cancel the trade because Pacheco had already played. And then they redid the trade, but they did it without Fields, presumably because he got hurt. And that guy started Fields, by the way, that week. And they made it Madison and Godwin instead of Madison and Fields. Everything kosher here? Yeah. Yeah. Both teams teams currently agree to the trade, right? Yep. Yep. We're good. Okay. I think we did have one more, though. We did have one more, Heath? Okay, I'm going to read one more. Uh, This one is from... Is it anonymous? Is it... If you read the email, I think it tells you. Oh, it says, please don't use my name. My friends all listen. Okay. Dear Ben, Nando, Al, and Ben. uh, My (laughs) friends and I all play in several leagues together. One guy, let's call him Jesse, is the commissioner of most of them. Another friend, we'll call him Richard... Picked up Keaton Mitchell in almost all of our leagues last week. On Sunday morning, he still had Mitchell in an IR spot, and Commissioner Jesse told him that he was going to remove him from his team if he didn't put Mitchell on the active roster. Richard made a bunch of roster moves and either dropped Mitchell or someone else to get his rosters legal. Crisis averted. Until I went to do waivers on Tuesday, and Jesse, Jesse had Mitchell in an IR spot in our newspaper league that he is the commissioner of. Please regulate. (laughs) What do you think? I'm going to (laughs) abstain. Because you know what I'm going to say. I don't know, Jesse. What happened there? I don't know. I have too many leagues. <laughs> I have too many leagues. That's a that's a valid. We're, we're all very busy on on Sundays, Friday. <laughs> I wasn't going to drop any of J- Dave's guys. <laughs> Are you serious? That's the worst. That's the worst, Jamie. You made the threat, and then you just said you weren't going to follow through no, on I it. I wasn't going to drop any. No, guys. you did the oh, right that's thing. Terrible. You, you saw me hustling through how many leagues is it? Like eight, nine leagues. Oh, that's not right, man. That's funny, man. Um, All right. Well, that's it for the Fantasy Cops. That's it for the show. I'm going to play us out on the Fantasy Cops music. We've got starters it for the AFC home games tomorrow. Hope you enjoyed our show. We also have a Thursday night live stream if you need help with your lineups. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Fantasy Football Today. The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the show? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. 
The Shy. New episodes May 10th. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply.